Thanks for listening to Orion Talents from the Battlefields of the Boardroom podcast. There are many challenges that come with transitioning out of the military into the civilian workforce. Whether you're navigating the interview stage or getting acclimated in your new role, you're likely experiencing some unknown territory. Dustin Mann, an account executive at Orion, joins the show to discuss challenges and how to overcome them. We'll discuss how to sell yourself in an interview, hiring manager misconceptions, and how to be successful in a non-military job. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating. If you have any questions about this podcast or ideas for a future show, send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. And welcome to the podcast. Hey, Megan, how's it going? Great. On this Good. podcast, we've covered a variety of different topics. I know you've been part of it before. Um, we've talked about interview challenges, tips for transitioning, industry-specific information, um, really a lot of that we've covered already. But today, I thought that we could talk a little bit more about transition challenges at a macro level. So, you know, as a veteran yourself, I thought you could provide some insight into, you know, what some of the challenges are when someone's transitioning out of the military, what they're facing, and maybe some tips for overcoming those challenges. Absolutely. Happy to help. So based on your own personal experience or your experience just working here at Orion, because I know you're still working with veterans on a day-to-day basis, what -hmm. are some of the biggest challenges that veterans face when transitioning into the civilian workforce or even that you faced when you were transitioning? Sure. I guess, um, you know, for the benefit of my listeners, I should probably uh, explain a little bit before I answer. Um, I'm actually still serving. Uh, I'm uh, an Army Reserve Engineer Officer. Uh, currently finishing up company command, um, and I've been a reserve officer my entire career with one uh, deployment overseas in Afghanistan. Um, so that's kind of a little tidbit into my experience um, and some of the experiences that I've had in my career and kind of where my thought process comes from. And then also after, you know, with the years of working with Orion, um, you know, my experience working with veterans and, you know, some of the stories that they have as well. So, um, but yeah, some of the challenges that veterans face when transitioning into the civilian workforce, um, definitely employers just not really, for the most part, being able to understand how military experience can translate into civilian experience. Um, and it can differ from active duty and reserve national guard. Um, I think from what I've heard from some of my, uh, from, from my some brothers and sisters in arms, that on the active duty side, that active duty officers, they're constantly having to effectively uh, having to effect, effectively manage their sections, right? Whether it's a squad or a platoon or a company um, or hire. Um, and a lot of civilian employers just don't really understand that, uh, that aspect of leadership that they have to do that, you know, directly correlates to civilian uh, employment. Um, and they're always having to brief their status of that section multiple levels up to their leadership, um, you know, multiple times uh, in the day and, you know, during different conferences. So uh, when it comes to leadership, you know, that uh, definitely is active there on the active duty side. And reserves and National Guard side is the same way. And in my own, uh, you know, honestly biased because I, uh, you know, have always been a reservist. Um, but uh, in my opinion, it's even more challenging. Um, you know, we have to meet and keep all the exact same standards that uh, active duty folks have um, of 
you know, all the same standards and oversight of, of the tasks, all while, you know, only getting to meet with uh, their sections one weekend out of a month. Um, you know, so there's that challenge and uh, we still have to brief, you know, our leadership multiple levels up, you know, during, during the week, you know, at, at, on nights and weekends, um, you know, through conference calls and whatnot um, outside of that one weekend a month, especially if you're in a leadership position and, you know, all the while having to balance, uh, you know, your time and your effort with, uh, with your civilian job, if you're employed. So, um, that brings me to my next point, uh, civilian employers, um, unless they were prior service themselves, typically do not fully understand the intangible skill sets that veterans can bring to their businesses, um, such as, you know, working very calmly under stressful conditions, you know, no one can, you know, argue that uh, there's ever been more stressful condition like, you know, in a combat situation, but, um, you know, we've been there for the most part. Some of us have deployed, you know, one or multiple times overseas in combat scenarios. And so being able to effectively work under those situations, you know, is a cakewalk when you bring it over to the civilian side. So, um, and then of course there's the, uh, you know, your teamwork, uh, leadership, sales, you know, your work ethic. Um, and even though it is a horrible marketing campaign for the army, the term army of one, uh, it, it holds very true. That's are extremely focused. And if they don't know the answer or how to do something, they're definitely going to find the answer or find a way to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, you know, effectively multitasking, you know, wearing multiple hats, you know, personally, when I deployed overseas, I was a, uh, I was a team leader cause we, you know, we deployed with the reserve detachment and, um, and, you know, I was a team leader for a small, very small section as a lieutenant. And, you know, not only was I that team leader, but I wore multiple different leadership hats with multiple different positions. And that's just one example, um, you know, for, for from one veteran, you know, anyone else that's ever served has many examples of just that of a very similar scenario. And, mm-hmm. and then there's also, you know, effectively reacting to an ever-changing environment. Um, in the military, in the Army specifically, we use the term fragos or fragor. Um, it's basically what that means is it's just a, a change to the mission. Um, you know, we're constantly having to deal with that. Fragos are constantly coming down the chain of command, and we're having to uh, react very quickly to a, a changing environment and, and do it in an effective manner. So, um, you know, those are just some of the intangibles that a lot of veterans can can bring to to their businesses. So. Yeah, no, and I think that's all really good, Dustin, but if I'm hearing you correctly, it's maybe all of those things that you just mentioned from the ability to adapt, wear different hats, teamwork, leadership, et cetera, those are all things that make veterans a great fit for the civilian workforce, but could be a challenge for when they're trying to communicate that with a hiring manager and translate those skills. So that definitely makes sense, and it kind of leads me to, um, you know, my next point is with this podcast, I had actually read an article on Forbes where they did a study with um, ISIMS, which is an applicant tracking system that I know a lot of our client companies use to track candidates through the entire interview process. Um, They actually did a survey for more than 700 post 9-11 veterans on some common challenges they face. And a few things that were mentioned in the survey, you've definitely already touched on, but I wanted to 
um, talk a little bit in more detail about it. You know, you talked about the inability to maybe effectively talk about your military service in a way that it would make sense to a hiring manager. And as part of that survey, actually they found that over 50% of veterans surveyed thought that their time in the military would be even possibly an impediment to them finding a mm -hmm. job because they really don't think that hiring managers are able to, um, not that they don't understand that they have those intangible skills, but they maybe don't understand the depth of those skills and what they actually mean to someone that is served. Mm -hmm. As an account executive working with our client companies, what are some of the things that they tell you that they value about um, veterans and why they want to add them to their workforce? So definitely it's, you know, a lot of their leadership and multitasking um, ability, you know, their ability to, you know, think quickly on their feet um, and just be that uh, combat multiplier, if you will, to their team. Um, you know, a lot of those intangible skill sets that I had uh, previously mentioned are are very valuable. Um, and a lot of times the civilian employers um, maybe not not realize that. And that's where the challenge comes. Um, and then the vet, you know, the individual veteran may not be able to convey that, um, you know, but uh, those are definitely there um, in, in everybody that's that's served. Those are those are things that you're just taught, you know, from the beginning of your military career all the way through to the end. And, you know, you never, never stop using those. So um, mm -hmm. those are very effective. Yeah. And when we talk about selling yourself in an interview, so when you actually do get the interview, how do you communicate? all of those things that we've discussed already, because in this study, almost 30% of veterans say that they have trouble selling themselves in an interview. So it's definitely a very real issue that a lot of job seekers have. So um, when it comes to that, what do you think that veterans should focus on in the interview process? And then maybe what are some of the things that they should avoid? Sure. Um, so definitely during the interview, you want to focus on your accomplishments, right? You want to focus on the accomplishments that specifically and directly relate to the position for which you're applying. Um, and they, and the key is directly for which uh, position that you're applying for. Um, and you want to quantify it, take ownership of it. Um, you know, you want to make sure that it, as a direct result of your efforts, you were able to uh, increase productivity by 30% or, you know, whatever the, the quantifiable data states. Um, and uh, things to avoid, you know, you definitely want to avoid talking about, um, you know, maybe positions that you've held that don't directly correlate or that don't um, matter to the employer. So, you know, if you were a bartender yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe if you, you know, did did something else um, on the side, you know, you don't really need to bring that up because it doesn't really apply to the situation or the position that you're applying for. Um, and then obviously in the military, you're going to run into uh, leadership that you might butt heads with a little bit. Um, and you definitely want to avoid talking about those situations. Um, they may ask you in the interview, you know, tell me about a time you've had to deal with a difficult manager and that's great. And then you can talk about it, but you don't definitely don't want to bring up that one time where you, uh, <laughs> butt heads with a, with a manager or squad leader or whatever. So, um, you know, you, you definitely don't want to talk bad about a previous employer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that makes sense. And, you know, as I mentioned before, we've done a lot of podcasts where we've kind of focused more on 
interviews and, you know, specific tips for things to avoid and things that you should focus on. So, you know, if anyone has not heard those episodes, I would definitely recommend going back and listening to those for the purpose of today. I thought we'd look at it as more of a um, micro level and have, or a macro level, I'm sorry, and um, talk a little bit more of like, you know, just the overview of challenges. So um, that's good advice. Gust in there. I think everyone, I encourage you to go back and listen to the other episodes if you haven't had a chance to. Um, so before we move on, I was thinking for the next kind of, okay, so moving from the interviews to adjusting to a non-military job. Um, you know, a lot of candidates have trouble, especially if they get hired into a particular role um, in the military progression was a little bit more clear cut. And so mm -hmm. when they start in the civilian sector, they're not really sure where the advancement opportunities are, um, and they might have a little bit of anxiety surrounding that. So how can a candidate overcome this or even pave their own way for promotion? Sure. So um, you want to enter the civilian workforce with that same mindset and drive that you had when you enlisted or when you commissioned for the first time. Um, you want to you know, have that drive and, and mindset. Know that you are you are uh, entitled to nothing. Um, you're, you're joining the civilian workforce for the first time and you are entitled to nothing. And if you want, if you want something, you're going to have to earn it and work for it. Um, and that holds true with anything in life, right? Um, at the same time, know that on the inside that you have that work ethic and competence to crush your competition. So just go out and do it. Um, you're likely going to promote faster because you have that previous experience, not because that your managers see that previous experience, because they might not, but you're going to be able to use that to, uh, to you know, to uh, increase your productivity and just be a better employee. Um, so you'll be able to promote faster and you're going to be given more responsibility because eventually they will take notice because of your results. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. Um, so then, you know, once they're there, just like some additional tips for being successful. I know I did some research on this and just based on my own personal knowledge of, you know, working at Orion, I know a couple of the things that um, we recommend and really that we recommend our companies, because a lot of times this isn't necessarily on, um, you know, the job seeker turned employee. It's more something that would be a company wide initiative. But a couple of things that I thought would be helpful would be, um, finding a mentor. Like, do you have any experience mm -hmm. with that? Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, when I first, um, uh, started with Orion, you know, one of my first, uh, uh, individuals that I interviewed with, um, Steve Casey, you know, asked him, uh, you know, when, whenever I, cause he was, um, he had just finished up being uh, the manager of the Austin office and, um, and he was promoted and, um, you know, I asked him, you know, uh, would you mind to be able to to mentor me? And and he's done a great job so far. And I think, um, you know, I definitely uh, look forward to you know every time I go to him for advice, I'm able to do so. And I definitely recommend that for anybody in any position. Um, you know, and don't be afraid to ask um, because most of the time, most people generally like to help others and teach others. Um, it, it kind of uh, you know most people just like doing that, right? So. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask that because I'd be happy to. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. And, you know, if you're hired into a company where you're not really sure if there are other veterans that you could ask to mentor you, maybe it's something that you even look within your military network. It could be someone that um, doesn't work at your company, but could still provide just 
advice related to the civilian workforce or mm-hmm. anything post-military, even if they don't work for your company? Yeah, I guess anything that you want to uh, grow professionally or personally, any area over your life, um, whether it's with your job or with, you know, anything at all, um, don't be afraid to ask for for help because people are happy to give it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, another thing that I was thinking, and I thought maybe you could shed some light on this, is related to um, pay structures because I know that when a military job seeker is looking for a civilian job. There are a lot of things to factor in in terms of special pay, their base pay, um, basic allowance for housing and things like that. So I think to kind of alleviate some of the stress of your transition, making sure that you have your finances in order and you really understand how much money you're going to be making um, would definitely be a big help as well. Definitely. Definitely. And then, you know, we talked about people maybe not maybe not completely fully understanding what you did in the military, what you can bring to the table. Um, another thing that I came across as like a helpful tip for a transition is just to share your story. Um, it's like you said, people want to help. I think people also really want to learn more about your experience in the military. And so if you, you know, haven't had a chance to do that yet, I think you can only benefit from sharing that story with your managers or your other coworkers. Definitely. You know, I, I have the privilege of working with, you know, a, a company that is, uh, you know, roughly 99% veteran um, or prior service. Most of the people with working with Orion have have served uh, in one branch or another. Um, so we definitely are able to uh, share war stories, if you will. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, you know, for companies that aren't such heavily uh, veteran uh, operated, um, you know, most people really do genuinely like to hear that stuff and they like to hear your stories. Um, and, you know, and being able to do that does help and spread the word of the effectiveness of a veteran in a workplace um, and kind of gives them a, a, a picture into, uh, you know, a picture into, you know, what a veteran can bring, uh, you know, with those intangible skill sets, you know, something that you know, movies and TV shows and, you know, all that kind of stuff does not offer. So, um, yeah, definitely share your story because, you know, they are excited to hear it for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Justin, do you have any other advice for, you know, whether it's just transitioning and becoming successful in the company in which you're hired or even just overcoming some of the challenges at the beginning of your transition? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, when you've made that mental decision that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang up my, hang up my helmet, I'm going to uh, turn in my gear and, and, you know, jump into the civilian workforce. When you made that decision, you want to immediately, don't procrastinate, immediately start, you know, obviously looking for a, a job, but um, start building your professional network. Um, and LinkedIn's a great place to start. Um, you know, you can, Join LinkedIn. They are able to offer a, a free veteran uh, job seeker profile. Um, and once you get that started, you know you build your network. You can you can invite your your maybe some of your former former veteran buddies, brothers and sisters. You know have profiles. You know you can connect with your you know high school friends or or maybe your college friends if you went to college first. 
um, you know, definitely start building your professional network early because that's going to uh, definitely um, play a play a role, a key role in you know your professional success. Um, and you also want to. Not everybody thinks about this, but build your brand. Um, how do you want to be perceived by your coworkers? It all starts with a very strong work ethic. So try to be the first one in the office in the morning, last one to leave. You know, within reason, of course. <laughs> um, but you know, perception is everything. I'm a big proponent of that. And so you know, that really starts with having a very strong work ethic. Um, a strong work ethic will bring results. And, um, and so that's exactly how you want to start. And that's, you know, how you want your coworkers to perceive you, um, be a salesman. Even if you're not in sales, you are in sales, uh, you're selling yourself and whether you're finding a job or if you've already found a job, you're still selling yourself. Um, so if, if obviously if you haven't found a job yet, you're selling yourself to a potential employer during the interview process so that you can get an offer. Um, but if you're already employed or you already found that job, you are still selling yourself to your manager constantly for promotion or for, uh, you know, for bonus, for bonuses, uh, and for, for everything, um, time off for rewards, you know, for promotion. So you're definitely, you know, always a salesman, um, no matter what you're doing. So, uh, it's good to build those skills and techniques for sure. Mm -hmm. I love that advice. Never stop selling yourself. I think that that's something that everyone could benefit from, whether you're new to a company or, you know, just transitioning, really, whatever the case is. I think that's great advice. Yeah. All right. Well, perfect. Dustin, thank you very much. I think this is very helpful. As I said, we've got lots of resources about interviewing and even different industries and things like that. So if anyone has any questions about, you know, anything specific to this podcast, or if you have any other transition challenges that we didn't cover that you'd like us to in a future episode, just let us know. Absolutely. I appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for letting me help. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, thanks, Dustin. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.